So, hi ladies. Um, welcome to our podcast, The Millennial Girl Way, the podcast that highlights real millennial women doing the damn thing. Today on our show, we have Ms. Barion Berry, the founder of Healthy Meat Simple. We've been inspired by Barry for quite some time now because we both have been wanting to make health more of a priority. And, you know, she does wellness blogging, she does personal training and nutrition guidance, and she's built a successful following with her expertise. So we're really excited to, you know, hear from her. So Barry, can you tell us more about your background and what led you to pursuing this path? Actually, I'm, first, thank you for having me here. Like, seriously, I'm like honored. Um, but what my background. So I went to college and I triple majored in political science, Arabic and German. Um, I thought I was going to go into the realm of politics, um, but I didn't. (laughs) I went and worked in corporate America for a year and I actually struggled a lot with burnout and like adrenal fatigue because at 22, I had, I was doing too much. Like, honestly, (laughs) I was in a role that I'm not sure I was qualified for, but I did it. Uh, I was working 16 hour days and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. So after a year, I decided I quit. (laughs) <laughs> and I dropped out of corporate America. I don't. Oh I didn't have God. any responsibilities besides myself. So I was like, I'm going to figure out life a different way and I'm going to enjoy it. And I got certified in personal training and nutrition. And then I started blogging and now we're here. Um, I have been doing this since August of 2017. So I'm still fairly new. But yeah, that's really what led me to it. That's awesome. I can mm-hmm. relate to that in the sense I just did a major career change and it came from, you know, doing the the long hours and things of that nature. And it just wasn't really fulfilling. So, you know, you had, where did this idea come from? I was a collegiate athlete my entire life. I was an athlete. And when I went into the corporate world, <clears throat> excuse me, I was really, really missing my regular fitness routine. And I think it was June of 20, it was June of 2017 or no, January of 2017. I think it was my colleagues were all like, we're going to get fit. We're going to get snatched. Like, and I was New year resolution. like, okay, good luck with this. Like, because I knew what to do. And like, I had this like lifestyle already from like age six up. I already knew what I was doing. So I was like, okay, well, when you're done trying keto come talk to me okay (laughs) when you're done going to the gym just running and hating life come talk to me yeah and Mm -hmm. I just started focusing on myself and I just started sharing that and my colleagues were like what are you doing like why are you so happy I was like well I'm not strung out on caffeine I'm not consuming a lot of sugar and well I'm eating carbs a lot of them and I like them and they like me so that's kind of how we started and yeah okay (laughs) Wow. And, you know, you said you quit your job. Was there a, this defining moment of, you know, I'm just going to take that leap because I think, you know, with us and millennial girls, we talk about that all the time. Like, when do you transition from this is just a side thing to this is going to be my main thing? How did you build the confidence to do that? (laughs) So let me tell you this, the way I did everything, I would not recommend everybody doing it the way I did it. (laughs) 
I literally had set in my heart when I started my corporate job, I was like, I'm going to be here a year. And then after that, I'm done. I don't know why that was what I was saying. It was just already like in my spirit. So I went with it. Mm-hmm. The June before I hit one year, I was like, personal training. That's it. That's what I'm going to do. I don't know why, but I'm just going to do it. I like it, whatever. I decided to just go for it. I was like, my boss doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm way, <laughs> like, honestly, like, that's why I said, like, I don't recommend people doing it the way I did it. Cause I just did it. Like yeah. I walked into work, I put in a two week notice and a week before that two weeks was up, I was like, I'm done. I just sent a message to my boss. Like I'm out. I had no plan of attack. I didn't even have a savings account. You guys, like I was just, Oh my goodness. That's why I said I wouldn't recommend people do what I did, but I also knew it was all or nothing. I was like, the only thing I take care of besides myself is my puppy. And you know what? Like worst case scenario, I moved back home with my parents and they're like, go get a real job. So that's how I thought of everything. I didn't have a lot of like expenses. And I knew I was like, my expenses were maybe $500 a month. So like, I was like, if I can make $500, I can do this personal training. Like I got this, I got this. So that's really what I did. Now I would definitely do it differently. I would definitely say, you know, have six months. Like if you know you want to transition out, take six months of time and assess and do your research about how much income you're actually making or what your projection is going to be. I would have been a lot smarter, but like, I just wanted to get out. So, okay. (laughs) And sometimes it really is just about taking that first step, you know, going out on faith and really pursuing it. Because I think that a lot of times people, you know, when they don't step out, when they're too reliant on the plan, that kind of stops you from doing, you get to, uh, what is it? Paralysis analysis, you know, we really don't do anything. Um, So what was your like first execution step? What did you do? Oh, gosh. My first execution step was actually the dumbest thing ever, but I got professional photos done. Okay. And that's because I knew I wanted to use Instagram and Pinterest. And I was just like, you have to look a certain way to really grow on these platforms. Like Mm -hmm. some girls who are celebrities can like look a hot mess and like live their best life and look good and like make money. I'm not one of those girls. Yeah. And that's also not how I wanted to represent my brand either, because I knew as soon as I quit my job, I was like, this is my business. This is my company. What do I want my company? Like, what is the message? How is it going right. to impact people? And then what's going to make them stop? So I had a professional shoot done. Um, and then I built my blog and I already kind of had an Instagram following. I had about 5,000 people following me by the okay. time I left corporate. And then I just cranked out content. So again, slightly backwards, <laughs> but it worked. And yeah. Nice. And you have a pretty, you have like, you know, 10K following now. And so how did you turn, you know, your blog into a success? Really? Ooh, it was very unintentional. Okay. Because my mission coming into it was to educate, engage, and empower women, not to necessarily make a lot of money doing it or to monetize a blog. That wasn't necessarily my intention. I just always had a passion for seeing other women succeed. And I think 
people could feel that. And that's how it happened. Um, I did get in Facebook groups and network with other girls who are just like me into blogging and influencing. So I would say that is really, really important, but I focused on my message. And I think seeing the amount of content created in the message and like the endless amounts of energy, people were just like, okay, I'm just going to follow her. Like, I don't know what she's saying, but like, she seems so happy. So I'm going to follow her. Okay. You know, I think it's a good lesson for us, you know, just making sure that you're always providing content that's true to you. And I think people will resonate with that, you know, and they'll recognize what you're doing and feel just as attached to your passion as you. Um, What are some of the, you know, obstacles that you've encountered? You know, you quit your job, you start this new journey. What were some of these things that you faced along the way? One of the biggest things is identity and authenticity. Because when I started my blog, I didn't want to be another girl on Instagram doing squats. I'm not going to lie. Like, like, we see that, like, everyone says that's the answer. But I was just like, this is what I don't want to be. So I focused on everything I didn't want to be. And I Mm -hmm. failed to focus on what I do, like, did want. So the first six months or so was really just being the polar opposite of what I, I was just like, I don't want to be you guys. So I'll do this, the polar opposite of that. And then January of 2018, I kind of took a step back and I was like, who do I want to be? How do I want to portray this? And how am I going to build as an individual? And then from there as a businesswoman. So I would say that was the biggest thing was like that identity, authenticity side of things. Cause I think it's something we don't talk about enough. Like people say like, oh, I just knew I wanted to do it. Yeah. I knew I wanted to be a personal trainer. I didn't know what I wanted to focus on. I didn't know how I wanted to impact people. I was just like, I kind of want, I was focusing more on impressing rather than impacting. And that's like what you don't want to do. We want to impact and then impress. So those are the biggest things, especially in 2018 was like finding my voice and giving people that true authenticity, like that, like listen, I'm a hot mess today. I'm, I've got really bad cramps and I hate all of you. Like I didn't <laughs> want to tell people that, but now right. I'm just like, I'm dying today. I'm not answering your emails. Bye. So yeah. yeah. Um, let me see. And I think another thing is, I don't like to really talk about this issue, but I think representation. So the reason I don't like to talk about it is because I feel like a lot of other people already know it's what it's about like we already know what it is we already know this is an issue but it wasn't necessarily an obstacle for me it was actually my leveraging point so too many times especially with beauty specifically we have a lot of girls who are wellness bloggers or beauty bloggers they're not getting paid what they're worth and for me i had to say i'm not going to work for free i'm not going to give you you, you don't get a front row seat to market just because you sent me some leggings. I can yeah, go buy right. those. Literally, I can. Like, you know? Right. So that representation was, like, also kind of a thing where I had to choose to become more. I had to choose to say, hey, I know representation is hot, and I know I'm a businesswoman, and I know you're trying to use me for marketing purposes. Here's what you're not going to do. You're right. not going to do that. And here's what you are going to do. Not only are you going to give me the clothes for free, you're going to pay me to wear them and share it with my audience. And that was 
a really big step. And I think it's something that not a lot of women are confident to do, but it's just like, especially in the black community, let's do it. Because we know what our audience is like. We know, we know we will go shop. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like, we have to be confident enough to say, this is my worth and I'm adding tax. You either like it or you don't like it. I'm still going to hustle. Yeah. I mean, and that's a very good point because as black women, you know, we have a huge influence on everything, on popular culture, you know, so, but we, we rarely ever get the worth out of it for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Because I think a lot of us, we, we don't want to, you know, the stereotype of, oh, you know, like she's angry and she's black and she's super assertive and things of that nature. And so have you ever encountered situations where you kind of felt like you didn't have the confidence to stand up for yourself? Most of the time when I first started, I was really afraid to say something. And that's because I didn't want it to be taken the wrong way. But then after a while, I just got really unapologetic about it. I was just like, look, none of these, I know these influencers all have bigger Instagram accounts than mine. None of them look like me. You, I, I could literally see what they were doing. Like I would be the only black influencer receiving all these PR packages mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh, like we want you to do it. I was like, no, you're going to pay me for this. Yeah, I right. see what you're doing. I can see who's on this email chain. Well, that person has a bigger audience than you. I was like, and everybody who follows her looks exactly like her. Right. Everybody who follows me looks exactly like her and they look like me. Yep. You're going to pay. And then after a while, people were just like, okay, fine. Like that's your flat rate. We'll take it. And you know, you just have to be confident and know what you're offering people to. Because a lot of times we're like, yeah, send us hair, send us makeup, send us this, send us clothes. And it's just like, (laughs) nah, like, don't just send me anything. Send me the best of what you have. And I will give you the best of what I have and we'll negotiate the terms. So I think- my degrees actually helped me. The corporate experience really <laughs> helped me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I, I think that leverage definitely, that confidence actually adds to your leverage because most people would be like, you know what? Never mind. I'm not going to take this deal or they won't pay me. I won't do it. You know, I think you have to have that kind of mindset because if you succumb to people not respecting, you know, your worth and, you know, paying you just like they're paying every other, you know, influencer, I think that kind of, it almost will deteriorate your brand in the long run, you know, because at that point you're just, you're doing it for what then, you know? <clears throat> and I think something we definitely need to be mindful of, like, because I know I'm both influencer and trainer, I want to be really transparent and say this. Influencers do not make as much money as everybody thinks. And I just want to put that out there mm. because that was like a sticker shock for me when I first started out. I was just like, I was like, they really just get all this free stuff, which is cool. But the monetizing side of things, like you have to really know who you are or assume, like fake it till you make it almost, but like you really need to know what you want to do and the way you want to accomplish it and then be real about it. Um, Mm -hmm. And so for any girl listening who wants to be a blogger influencer, have your coins already set up before you decide to leave your job don't do what I did (laughs) that that was going to bring me into if there's any lessons that you wish you knew anything you wish you knew when you first started 
I wish I would have waited six months before leaving my job and just saved money. Like, I really wish that's mm. something I would have known and done. Um, but now that I know that, like, I'm okay with it. Um, so <laughs> save up for at least six months before you exit, whatever nine to five you have, or what being a, just save up for six months. The second thing is create more than you consume. Create more than you consume because that's where the magic happens. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to look at the next girl and like be excited to collaborate and like a real collaboration, (laughs) not a like, I don't know how to explain it, but like I've seen some really like bad collaborations where I'm just like, you're literally in this for the following. Like, right. and I know you make are. It make you sense. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> so like you want to make sure that you're collaborating with women, especially who are like-minded or yeah. have a similar message or, you know, just, yeah, save your money, create more than you consume and collaborate. <laughs> and, you know, going in deeper into that statement, create more than you consume, just for our followers, like, what do you mean by that specifically? <gasps> What I mean is honestly limit how much time you're on social media, whether you're on Instagram, Pinterest, or Facebook. I am literally on Instagram maybe three hours a day. And that's because when I'm on it, like I take the time to answer DMs and interact with my audience. But like, I'm not scrolling through my feed for three hours. I'm not mindlessly doing things like be very intentional when you're on social media. And, you know, I go on my Pinterest board, I get a little bit of inspiration. I'm like, all right, this is a vibe for the month. And then that's it. Like, I'm like, okay, that was my vibe. I consumed, let's say I'm looking at Victoria's Secret's latest workout clothes. I've looked at that. I've consumed it. I love it. I'm obsessed. Okay. Now, how am I going to train like an angel? What kind of workouts am I going to create in my head that I can then give to my audience that they're going to enjoy? So creating more than you consume because honestly, it's information age, but like you have to be the one giving the information, not necessarily always receiving it. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And I mean, that's how you create that impact that you want to create. Um, so what type of thing do you do to continuously improve your platform? Ooh, um, research, okay. role model, and release. So researching is definitely my favorite thing. I love doing market research. What's my audience liking? Are they really liking me? Or are they liking my content? Um, I analyze everything. And honestly, I had an Instagram business account. Worst thing ever because I was just looking at the numbers. So I just look at what my audience really, really likes. I don't need to see the insights or anything like that because I will get consumed by that. So I did the research and then role model. I literally, so if I'm creating, let's just say an ebook. Mm-hmm. I research what my audience wants and then I create what they want and I'm being the role model for that. So I'm being that spokesperson. How am I going to show women to prioritize their health over hustle? Right. Because okay. mm-hmm. that's, that's what I'm doing right now, actually. Right. And then release is like the launch process. So launching all of this stuff, but research is probably the most important and then being that role model. Um, yeah. And then there's like the business side of it. Because I feel like that's the influencer side, but on the business and branding side, I would say pat or passion, presentation, and potential. So, what are you passionate about? 
How are you presenting this passion? And what's your potential to grow, grow with it? Um, so I hope I answered that question. Absolutely. I love these, yeah. these words that you're I, using. <laughs> I'm like taking these mental notes. I'm, Thank you. I, I think it'll, you know, bring a lot of value to other young women who really want to go out and have the, the confidence to pursue their dreams. So mm-hmm. what is, you know, one piece of advice that you would give to, you know, other young ladies about pursuing their dreams? Impact over impress. That's it. Ah, Like, honestly, that is the one piece of advice that I wish somebody would have told me when I first started out. Um, Because really, that's what we want to do. We want to change people's lives. Like, yes, we want to look cute while we're doing it. We really, (laughs) we really, really want to impact people. We want to write the story. We want to change the rhetoric. Like, um, so impact more than I impress, I like impress like any day of the week. Okay. Um, and you know, you have a lot going on right now. What are some new projects that you have coming up? A lot going on is an understatement. <laughs> I kid you not. Um, the main thing right now is my podcast launch, Health Over Hustle. Um, last Ooh. year I did have like the Healthy Meat Simple podcast, but I really hated it. So I just like, I was like, nah, we're going to nix it. Now, Why did you hate it? Why did you hate it? You know what? It's because I was releasing a podcast when everybody else was. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to do it. Like, I've always had, like, the gift of gab, if you will. I love talking and, like, you know, just chit-chatting, like, keeping it real. But I wasn't ready to do it then because I was going through a lot of, like, personal growth and development. But okay. now I'm here for all of it. And now <laughs> I feel, like, confident empowering other women to do it. So health over hustle is my baby. It's my project and it comes out February 4th. Um, and it's really my journey, like my health and wellness journey, but entrepreneurial journey. And then like, I'm interviewing a bunch of my friends, um, a lot of other women who are experts in what they do about what their journey is like. So we're talking like, is keto good or bad? Cause everybody wants to know, like we're keeping it real talking about it. Yes. Um, Everybody's on keto. (laughs) You know, I'm not, that's a tangent that like, I'm not going to succumb. You just don't have to listen to that tangent because like (laughs) I could go in on that. Um, (laughs) But then we're talking about personal branding. We're talking about those entrepreneurial struggles. We're talking about representation. Like it's kind of like this podcast. Yeah. Really, you know, (laughs) Um, but of course the focus is health. Uh, so that's the main thing. And then I have a lot of live events coming up. Um, I'm in Fort Lauderdale in April, which I'm really excited about. I'm going back home to the city um, in nice. Detroit in June. So I'm just really excited. Awesome. I, you know, and I love that. I love that you have this platform. Um, you seem so into it, so excited. You know, I, I watch you on Instagram, you know, your stories and things like that. And I'm just always so inspired by it because that is still something that, you know, for us, we're still trying to tackle. And so just hearing these stories about what you do is, is amazing. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Inspirational. Would, just go for it. Like, Whatever it is you're doing, just like I don't want to be like. Listen, don't drop out of corporate America like I did. (laughs) Not have life planned out, but like I was, I was young and dumb. I'm still kind of young and dumb, but like I know that was not the right thing to do. Um, But whatever it is, you know, just like do it and know that there's support too. 
Yeah. Because that's right. one thing people miss out on and like, don't like to say like, I need help. No, say, I need help. I need support. Like, it's okay. Because there's always other women supporting you. And like, they're like, oh, you need funding for this? Okay, no problem. I know this investor, this, 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 and this. People don't know that. Yeah. Write yeah. a grant. Like grant scholarships are like, oh, sorry. Grant tangent. Oh, no. But like no. that support is there. We just have to be more resourceful in finding it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go out there and actually get it. Yeah. Um, so we like to do this segment. It's a little fast round. We're just going to spitfire some questions. Um, and you give us your answers. So it seems like the common theme, you know, within your story and your journey is it relates to this quote that I really love and it's be the girl who decided to go for it. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to know if you could describe your journey in three words, what would those words be? Strength, grace, and grit. Ooh. Ooh, love it. As a black woman, we always have to be strong. It doesn't matter what it is. We just have mm-hmm. to have that strength. Grace, because we got to look good doing it. And we have to be very, very like intentional about the way that it gets done. We can't just be like, I'm pissed off today. We have to be like, I'm really upset. And you know what? That's okay. Like we have to have that grace and grit because honestly, being an entrepreneur, you got to stick with it. Like it is not as butterflies and rainbows as everybody on Instagram paints it to be. Mm-hmm. so wow. you got to stick to it so yeah okay. so then we go into this segment where we want you to finish a quote so, <laughs> yeah so the quote is going to start life is what you make it so and you let's need- make it right okay let's okay i totally right, i totally just quoted hannah montana i'm not gonna lie <laughs> because that is his yeah. in one of her songs but i love that because you have to make it right for who you are and what you want to represent but I did want to credit the creator (laughs) (laughs) um so what are some books and blogs that you can't live without you just you read these things all the time there's a okay so there's two books one's called light is the new black and another one called rise sister rise they're actually very very related to like spirituality Um, and understanding who you are as an individual. And I think at the lowest point that I had on this journey as an entrepreneur, those are the ones that spark the most joy for me um, and the ones that help me find my identity the most. Okay. Blogs. Mm -hmm. Ooh. You know, I don't read a lot of blogs. I I read the news. Yeah. I don't consider like news websites really blogs because they're all biased. So, um, (laughs) <laughs> I'm not I'm a, although I'm a blogger I don't read too many blogs but I think there's one called black and well so it's kind of like I'm well and good or whatever but it's for like the black community and there's another one called black and green which is okay. an organic based blog for um black artisan people I guess individuals nice um what are some key resources you use, like tools and technology that helps you expand your platform? Ooh, um, there's an app called Tailwind that I would recommend to anybody, especially like if you're not using Pinterest, you need to be using it. Like okay. period. All of the traffic that I drive to my Instagram, um, most of it actually probably comes from Pinterest because I'm very, very mindful that anything that goes on Instagram goes on my Pinterest account. And on Pinterest, there's no algorithm for me to fight. Right. 
Oh, smart. You know, so the butt selfies that people take are no better than like my ab flexing pictures. Literally. Yeah. (laughs) I just have to hashtag it the right way. Um, And then from there, I would say a planner. Okay. Of course, just like any planner. I don't, as long as you're writing it down and choo-choo-choo. There are some podcasts that I listen to that I think are really good. So one's called Swipe Up by my friend Catherine. She's a PR person for influencers and bloggers. And she does a really good job of telling us what we need to know as influencers. But she talks about the business side of things too. So what businesses and brands are expecting Mm -hmm. or looking for. So that's definitely one. Um, I would say that's probably like the main business podcast I listen to. Okay. Thank you for that. We'll be sharing that. (laughs) And the final question is uh, a boss girl that inspires you. Who do you look up to? There's a girl from back home. Her name's Charlie G on Instagram. I am Charlie G. She is, I think her background is in actually engineering. She's a content creator now um, and a photographer and like y'all, her hair tells the story like her hair is like the focal point of everything but she's just so phenomenal yeah so that's pretty much it ladies again this is barry she is the co the founder of healthy meat simple and we'll have all that information in the podcast notes um follow her she gives great advice about health she's all about health over hustle and we're just excited to have her Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye, Barry.